0: Welcome to the Girls Who Sell Spotlight podcast, where we talk about everything, business to business sales. My name is Heidi Solomon Orlick, and I'm the founder and CEO of Girls Who Sell. At Girls Who Sell, we are not only committed to closing the gender gap in B2B sales, but to building the largest pipeline of diverse, early-stage female sales talent. We are more than a company. We are a movement. On today's episode, I'm super excited to introduce you to renowned sales pro, Mary Lombardo. Mary is the founder and CEO of the Sales Impact Group a strategic consulting enterprise with a focus on helping small and mid-market companies build high-performing organizations. She performs outsourced sales management, virtual sales training, and executive coaching, and in 2021 was listed in the elite group of sales experts by women sales pros. Mary, welcome to the spotlight, and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Heidi. Yeah, so why don't we just kick off like we always do, just having you talk a bit about your background and how you started
1: your career in sales. My background started as a field sales rep, and um, I remember when I was in high school, um, toward the end of my time in high school, uh, they were giving out these type of aptitude tests or, you know, to help students figure out where they might be best placed in the work world. And I took mine and it came back sales. And I was shocked by that because I was full of the same uh, misapprehensions that many people are. And I thought sales, no way, but the, when I started going out into the world, um, it really was the only thing that fit. Um, sales always called me as opposed to me going out to reach it. So I started as a, and, and education is another one of my passions, it's an innate passion. So I started my uh, sales career as a field sales representative for an education company out of Long Beach, California, and it just came very naturally to me. So um, by nature, I'm a relationship builder. I'm very inquisitive. I am friendly. I like to help people, uh, truly. And um, I also like the absolute control over my earning potential. Um, I tried, there were times that I tried to work a nine to five job, and it just was not a fit. I need autonomy, I need freedom over my resources, and I need full accountability for myself. And all of those pieces came together in a, in a sales career. And so you know, that's where it started. I was just pounding on doors on uh, school districts, principals, superintendents, and selling things like whole school reform or materials and training for teachers. And it was just a natural fit.
0: What a great background. And oh my gosh, there's so much to unpack there, right? Because one of the things that we find quite frequently as we are Uh, interviewing and working with young uh, girls right like college college age young women is that they feel as though they don't have the personality for sales, and they have this real negative perception of what what sales is. And so, everything that you've said in terms of one, having financial independence and autonomy and being able to consult and help people and solve problems and all the things is actually what sales is. So, um, what, you know, from your perspective, like, what do we do? How do we get that message out um, so that particularly women understand that? Um, it's so much more than is portrayed in the media.
1: I think um, I think that's a great question because there is a lot of um, stigma stereotype that you know really correlates to the used car salesperson. And um, in my opinion, and in my experience, that's not what sales and my sales journey has been. Um, for me. It's not about just making a quick buck. There are definitely financial rewards, but it's a lot of work. It's a commitment. And I really had to give a damn about my customers. I needed to make their needs needed to come first so that I could solve their problem and switch this paradigm from the shysty salesperson to truly a trusted advisor and part of it is you know sales is not really an exact science it's a mix of science and art intuition relationships communication but i think for me my success in sales has always been from coming from a place of service so to answer your question y- young women, college students that are thinking about, you know, a career in sales really need to think about if it fits for them, does it call to them? Because again, you can't be successful in sales, in my opinion, if you're just trying to earn a paycheck, you'll never ever uh, continue to foster relationships. And that's, Really critical um, to grow a book of business, and um, yeah, I think part of it also is to release the quote good opinion of others. And I had to do that with my own family because they were like, "Mary, sales? Really? You're too smart for that." And yeah, I'm really smart, and that's why I was really good in sales. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Sales is
0: service. I lo- I yes. actually love that that approach and, and, you know, there's a, a saying I've heard called commission breath, right? Where um, your, your customers, your prospects, your clients can smell that from a mile away. If they think that you're coming from an inauthentic place and that all your, you care about is making money or care about, you know, yourself, and it's not about serving them and solving their
1: problems, you know, how can they trust you correct right and it is all about trust it's about trust and um, really putting their needs first and showing up from a place of service I'm here to help I can solve your problem and I know um, I know what it is that the issues are for you and I I am here to be of service so
0: you start you you work primarily with startups and mid-market companies. So what are some of the challenges related to what we were just talking about that you that you see with these organizations who are either beginning to build their sales teams or are expanding their sales organizations?
1: So there's a few different scenarios. I mean there're endless scenarios because people are all different, but Some of the typical scenarios that I encounter with um, the businesses that I work with, one is there may be a very super smart person that has created some type of product, uh, it's gotten patented, and they don't have the first idea as to how to sell. And and they should never sell, they should never ever sell. (laughs) They should just stay in their lane because they're smart in their own way, but it's very dif- It's very different um, to sell um, to sell than to just create whatever the product is. So, um, so then there's other in that situation. That person needs to. I need to compel them to realize that. You know, their strengths are in running of the company, uh, product development, um, but salespeople can sell whatever the issue is. And so I help them with um, sourcing, screening, vetting, recruitment, um, hiring, training, um, and so that's one scenario. Um, and how do you, the,
0: the, just curious, before, and I don't mean to interrupt, but curious right of you, of when you have that conversation, because I, I find this with entrepreneurs, right? They're brilliant. Yeah. They come up with these incredible ideas, but they, yeah. you're right. They don't know the first thing about how to actually go out and sell it. So how right. do you gently, like, say, stay in your lane? right? Without, right. <laughs> <betting them.
1: laughs> essentially, that's what I'm trying to say is like, you're really going to hurt yourself if you
0: try to do this. Don't be the face. Let, let someone right. else, you know, you, right. do, go, you, you know, it's a,
1: on your it's, corporate competency, right? Yeah. So I, you know, it's a, again, it's about relationships with people and treading gingerly without insulting somebody, because whatever the product is that they've just developed, is their baby, so you cannot go and tell them their baby is ugly. Um, you, I um, have a very heart-to-heart conversation with them, um, letting them know, not speaking about them, only speaking about myself and, and how I can help with sales, how I can help them go to market. Um, the experiences I've had in the past, expanding new businesses, by hiring sales teams and how this would benefit the business and free up their time as opposed to, you know, you really got to stay off the street. Don't answer a call. Don't just stay away from people. I never have that conversation. It's more about trying to like gently nudge them over to my side of the street. And that takes, you know, emotional intelligence. It takes some emotional maturity Um, as opposed to pointing toward them and saying you're wrong and I'm right. It's really, here I am. I'm of service. This is what I can do. This is how I can help. These are the benefits that I bring to you. Yeah. Yeah. Another scenario, another scenario, Heidi is, for example, I'm working with a client right now who's been in business for 35 years. They're making money in spite of themselves. And but they're very much a startup. There's no systems. There's no salespeople. There's, um, uh, there's no process and the owner reached out to me and is very confused as to why he's hit a sales or revenue plateau. And (laughs) so, so,
0: so that, yeah, that's, that's, that's really interesting. And so in that scenario, um, you know, you, you would come in and put some processes in, in place or work with them
1: to what reinvent their, their business in a way. Yeah. So the reason, and I'm sure, you know, with your history that, you know, the reason they've hit a plateau is because you can only go so far when you don't have, um, a vision plan projections, um, all of the moving pieces and parts of the business that helps it to scale so you can get to it's like the last 10 pounds of a diet you know you can you can you can start losing weight you know and you're doing great you're losing 10 pounds a month and then all of a sudden it's a screeching halt why can't i get these last 10 pounds off it's making me crazy um, so that's about you know it's really about again developing trust because this gentleman has invited me into his house quote his business And um, trusting that I have the skills, the ability, the experience, um, and the interpersonal skills um, to help him. And it's still, you know, it takes a little time. I could never just go in and say, you know, you're doing this all wrong. How did you even make money? You know. How did you get thirty-five years?
0: How did you get thirty-five you know, years? Like I, I can barely think of getting through a year in my business without putting together a business plan or have Correct. some processes. So Correct. I'm
1: Correct. actually impressed that he was that he's. he <laughs> I'm like, I want that business all day long. Yesterday we were online and I saw that he had fifty. I'm not exaggerating. Fifty-two thousand emails in his inbox. Oh my. And I said, what, why, why, so, <laughs> so. That must so, have driven you crazy knowing your personality.
0: You right. Like your head
1: must have exploded. Yes, correct. <laughs> so that just gives you an idea of, you know, the lack of understanding of a process, a sales team, um, sales training. Um, and so, so that. So, you know, so you're, it sounds, you know, what I hear you saying
0: is as an entrepreneur, you really need to understand your, your strengths and your limitations and then where your limitations are, be sure to surround yourself with great people that can, can kind of subsidize
1: where you might not be as strong. 100% Heidi. And, you know, it's okay to have weaknesses. We all do. And there, well, you know, I think. Especially, um, you know, when I first started as a young sales rep, um, there was lots of fear about uh, being successful, and all these goals that I uh, very—I mean—insane, unrealistic expectations that I put on myself, um, and 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 in the settings that I was working in, it was uh, verboten to show any weaknesses but we all have them and I'm okay. I'm very, I a hundred percent agree with you, Heidi, about there's plenty of weaknesses, especially around spreadsheets for me. I do not like putting numbers in little boxes. So I have support around that and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I,
0: or do you think it's sort of a, not to put people in boxes, but you think it's kind of a woman thing? I mean, we have this whole thing about you know, perfectionism and, and, um, you know, and being afraid to yes. show any kind of weakness just because of the outside perception, particularly in corporate America, right? If you show yeah. any yes. weakness as a woman, then you'll get smashed. uh and yes. so, you know, I don't know, do you think it's something around that?
1: I'm, for me, it was 100% that um yes it was uh you don't show weakness because i think also as a woman again in my experience and in my opinion there is um i think that i needed to work harder smarter um really like maneuver different corporate cultures and um yes it was very much fear based of showing vulnerability was not a good thing, which I completely disagree with today, I might add. 100% disagree with that.
0: Right, I mean, it's interesting because emotional intelligence today is, is the buzzword and obviously very important as part of being successful, particularly in sales. But God yes. forbid you showed any emotion uh, in a sale yes. at the workplace. Yes you right. know, then you, you know, you would be perceived as weak. Yes. Right. And unfit for the job. Right. Yeah. And, and do you think that that's why, you know, with so few spots available, you know, at the top as we're all making our way up through our leadership journey, that might be why women are so
1: competitive with each other. Um, I mean, I'm sure that's one reason. There's, um, there's so many, um, oddities and, you know, variables as to why women can be very, very, uh, nasty, um, cutthroat, spiteful, all those negative attributes in the corporate world. I also believe all of those attributes are based on fear, but that's my opinion. mm mm-hmm. Um, I think, though, just to put my um, my two cents of advice out to any of your um, listeners that are considering a career in sales, for my opinion, to be successful in sales um, or in a sales corporate structure, is to become invaluable. Because when you're in, in my opinion, again. When you become invaluable, you can pretty much write your own ticket, but earning that, that place of being invaluable takes dedication, work, sincerity, honing your craft, uh, being available, checking yourself, um, and that's what I think. That's my two words of advice. Become invaluable, and, um, and you will you'll never have a problem in my opinion. Yeah. And what does that look
0: like for you? Is that, you know, I mean, you think of that in a a couple of different ways. One, people rely on you um, Mm -hmm. that for your thought leadership, um, it could be, you know, you consistently deliver on your sales objectives. I mean, when you think about becoming invaluable just for our listeners, like for you, what, what does
1: that look like? For me, well, some of those things that you just mentioned, Heidi, and it really depends on the situation that a salesperson is going into. There are things like for field sales people in that position, yes, consistently delivering um, on your number, exceeding your number, um, having a lot of positive feedback from your clients, becoming a trusted advisor so that they know that they can count on you. They express that back to the company. Um, So that would be for a a field salesperson. For a sales manager, for example, becoming invaluable is really multi-layered. So it would be truly being a support to the sales team, but also making the next level up, which would be a director, or a vice president, making their lives easier, making their, you know, kind of going the extra mile to, um, make their jobs easier so that you're not, um, they're not having to come to you with the same issues, the same problems, and continuing to have to redirect their very limited focus on something that you should be managing. Um, and, um, you know, I think once you start to grow up the, um, corporate ladder, becoming invaluable takes on a, a different, um, a different definition, but it's about solving problems for sure, making other people's lives easier, knowing, you know, be a subject matter expert, know what you're talking about, um, And be very strong in relationships. So it's kind of multifaceted, but, you know, there's, there's in my experience in corporate in the corporate world, um, there was always different companies like, you know, Andrea, yeah, go to Andrea, she knows how to do that, you know, go to Heidi, because she, she's got your back on that. Those are, you know, they're just like the go to people, those people's jobs are never at risk. Because they are
0: invaluable. Come invaluable. That is great advice. I'm. Mean, I have one more question, and then. Yes. Um. And, and hopefully I don't. It's a little curveball, but. Okay. You've no got this. Sure. So just going back to our earlier conversation at the beginning about the test that you took and yes. said sales was yes. uh, the career you should be in. Right. By everybody else saying that was a bad decision right
1: um are salespeople born or made mm, that's that's like which came first the chicken or the egg um and I could get in trouble regardless of how I answer this <laughs> there's no wrong answer um I think sales are born I think um You know, you can do a lot of training. I've done a lot of training in my time, a ton of sales training. And I knew who the people were in the room that got it, like just got it naturally. And those that were really, really trying hard, but it's um, too much stuck in their head. It's not a cerebral thing. So in my opinion, I think they're born. Um, and I hope nobody gets mad at me for that. No, <laughs> no, I, I tend to,
0: to, to agree with you. There is this just innate personality, uh, trait and it can there's, but it's not one thing. I don't think it's not like, there's not a single silver bullet. I've seen sales right. are extroverts, but I've seen really super great salespeople who are introverts or analytic or whatever, but whatever that is, but there is just something in you that you want to
1: be able to serve. And maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, I mean, um, people can be trained, um, but there's something, there's even a conversation between salespeople that's just a natural energy flow, like, um, it's just, it's an inside like job. Us. Yeah, like <laughs> us, right, right. Like, all the things that I'm saying to you, you're nodding because you get what I'm saying. And so okay. it's just a, it's a, a fleeting thing. I can't
0: make it concrete. Yeah. I I appreciate that. Um, sure. all right. So how can, you know, our listener, listeners, if they want to connect with you, if there's a you know small or mid-market business that might want to
1: hire you, how can they get a hold of you? Yes, yeah, so you can reach me at mary at salesimpact.group. Or you can go to my website, www.salesimpact. Dot group,
0: perfect. And I'm assuming they
1: can also reach out on LinkedIn. Yes, um, they can. My, yes. Yep. So you can go to marylombardo.com, or which would probably be the simplest thing. You can just go to marylombardo.com, and you'll be able to reach me there much quicker than anything else.
0: All right, perfect, Mary. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Whether it's great been my pleasure. Thank Uh, you so much, Heidi. Okay, take care. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.